Hello everyone, welcome to the SAS Session Podcast. I'm Kritika, your host for today's conversation. I hope you all are doing great and uh, practicing social distancing, taking good care of yourself and your loved ones. Today, I have Minakshi Ganesh here with me. She's the Director of Customer Success in Severs App. We are going to talk about how customer success is doing right now in these troubled times and how they are navigating their way through a very difficult and unique environment. So welcome, Minakshi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Kritika. It's, it's a pleasure being here. Uh, we are indeed living in very strange times. I have more alcohol on my hands than inside me at any given time, which has never <laughs> happened before, for a fact. And if you've seen my posts on LinkedIn, you would know that uh, my six-year-old son is teaching me more than an MBA ever would. So that's a plus. Uh, that's like a few hundred thousand that uh, I've seen <laughs> already. So uh, thank you for having me. And uh, I think I just want to kind of start off with, with, you know, giving a brief analogy of what customer success is about. Because customer success is as much a passion as it is a profession for me. But I find it very hard to explain exactly what that means. And I once tried describing what I do to my son. So I said, you know, imagine that you have this fruit tree that you're trying to grow, right? So you will first need to know mm-hmm. what kind of plant it is, uh, how much water it needs, uh, what kind of fertilizer to use, right? Then it, as it starts growing, you may need to change the amount of water. You may need to try a new fertilizer, right? Uh, you may need to replant it uh, so that its roots grow stronger. You may need to cut some branches, uh, you may prune, need to prune some leaves, uh, right, uh, so that it grows to the right shape and size. And when it starts to grow fruit, uh, quote unquote, upsell, right, <laughs> you must know mm-hmm. exactly when to pick it, right. If you pick the fruit too early, and then, you know, it may not be as sweet as you would want it to be. Uh, and if you leave it too late, it may have already fallen out the tree by then. Right? And uh, also, one of the most important things is if the tree starts to wither or if you start seeing it rot, uh, you must be able to catch the signs early, spray it with plant tonic, take care of it, make it flower again. So, you know, that's basically what mommy does, but with people who pay my company. And for the past year, my son's class teacher has actually been thinking I'm a gardener because that's essentially what my son <laughs> at the end of it, right? <laughs> Uh, But I think this analogy is the closest that I've been able to get to explaining really what we do uh, as customer success managers. That that is actually very beautiful how you have explained it to everyone. Uh, I'm sure all the customer success manager and folks would be able to closely relate to what you said. So just for the benefit of our uh, listeners, will you please tell us a little bit about your company as well uh, and what you do there as a customer success leader? Uh, sure. So CleverTap is, I can confidently say it's the world's only retention focused platform. So CleverTap is the only company which is completely focused on providing solutions end to end for all sorts of mobile uh, and web first companies to retain their uh, consumers, right? So this includes everything from uh, being able to provide customer 360 views, Uh, to be able to analyze uh, what they are doing, when they are doing, uh, and what they are doing on the app, right, or the website, uh, to be able to engage them in real time with extremely targeted communication, extremely relevant and customized, and and also provide the growth and retention managers in in the business uh, a very clear picture of how 
customer metrics are affecting their business and to be able to take immediate decisions uh, using our platform. So that's essentially what Levatab does. We are, of course, spread globally. And I head the customer success function for APAC, which, of course, entails all of Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and Korea and Japan as well. Excellent. Great. All right. So today we are going to talk about, since both of us are, belongs to customer success, uh, we'll focus this discussion around this domain. In this podcast, we talk to different leaders about different, different how SaaS companies are doing. But today we'll focus more on customer success as a domain. So in this unprecedented time, I wanted to understand from you how you guys are reimagining the purview of customer success and how do you see customer success during this uncertain time in, in general as well as in CleverTap as an organization? Uh, sure, Kritika. So, you know, honestly, I miss the days when you actually had to work out to flatten the curve. Uh, these days you have to work in, stay at home to flatten the curve. So, you know, <laughs> you have to adapt with what you have, uh, with the times that are going on. But the fundamental nature itself of customer success pretty much says the same, right? Uh, what has changed is the approach. It's become more flexible and agile. We have to go beyond the regular CS duties of adoption, growth and retention to support our customers by almost proactively solutioning for swift changes in their operational model, right? And we also need to be extremely empathetic and mindful of our customers' businesses growing or pivoting or degrowing in these uncertain times and provide the best support that we can, right? Their priorities will change and they will change overnight, right? And our job as CS managers is to be able to sense these changes, uh, to be able to adapt to these changes uh, and to be able to provide the right kind of consultation and support uh, that our customers would need at this time. True. I mean, uh, uh, I have been in this industry for uh, more than five years now. And, uh, you know, customer success is all about outcomes. And we are always empathetic. We understand customers. And to some extent, we are agile also because no two customers are same. And Almost every customer success manager, they deal with different customers at the same time. Uh, so agility is, is one of the most required uh, traits that you need as a customer success manager. I wanted to understand from you if you have seen any kind of uh, behavioral change in your customers, how they are, you know, behaving right now, how, how you are seeing what kind of, if you have seen any need change in them uh, what what are they asking from you guys uh, any new use cases which are coming up uh, due to this time sure so there's actually a, a meme going around which says you know which of the following led to the digital transformation of your business so was it your ceo your ct or covid <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, every business is actually scrambling right now to become digital first and mobile first uh, they're right. investing in apps and websites and uh, the focus has actually moved away to a great extent from acquiring new users with paid investment to actually retaining existing customers and pushing them to continue their association online now, right? Right. Uh, this has worked pretty well for us uh, because now more than ever, a retention platform like CleverTap uh, is among the very few tech partners that businesses are willing to invest and stay invested in, right? 
of course we have industries like uh, travel and hospitality you know entertainment lifestyle which depended very heavily on physical footfalls right they have seen a big decline in their businesses while other businesses like otts and uh, telemedicine and e-commerce and social platforms particularly have seen an unprecedented boom uh, in the active users that they have this is of course reflected also in our customers right so customers uh, you know who were in the process of getting onboarded when covid struck have actually changed the pace of their integration efforts depending on their business right so we have seen a slowdown or a pause where the customer has redirected their resources to make product changes to their own apps right mm-hmm. uh, while other customers who invested in us as a retention solution especially during this phase have allocated dedicated resources to the level where uh, they are going live in half the time that it would usually take for a similar project so we are seeing both ends of the spectrum coming our way for our existing customers right again uh, they are either ramping up or locking down their marketing and retention spends based on the state of their business and their immediate priorities also in these uncertain times the flux in people moving in and out of organizations amidst the covid led restructuring right it's also contributed massively to the challenge of maintaining business continuity so what this means for us in customer success is that every day we are welcoming new people who need to be trained on the platform right while we are mourning the loss of you know erstwhile power users whose positions no longer exist in our customer organization so uh, these are some changes that we are seeing very actively come up uh, uh, from within our, uh, our our customers organizations and businesses right right very well explained monakshi one more thing i what i am observing uh, with my customer base is they have a lot of time right now because no one is kind of traveling everyone is working from home so are you seeing increase in usage uh, as as you said that uh, a lot of industries are not doing so well because of this uh, covid like tourism like hospitality so How, what what changes you are seeing uh, at your end and what are you doing to tackle the scenario of where people are actually uh, not ready to use anymore and uh, canceling the subscription right so this is actually a great question kritika at this point actually every function is putting its best foot forward we as a customer success uh, function are focused on ensuring that every single customer that we have gets the best value from their usage of our platform for their retention efforts in particular uh, in these difficult times right so what we have done is we have we have compiled a marketing playbook focused on covid specific user engagement and outreach ideas uh, that we've shared mm-hmm. with our customers appreciated it they've even given us feedback which we've incorporated into the playbook additional topics more relevant relevant more current like we have the ramadan season coming up in southeast asia which is big for 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 countries like uh, indonesia malaysia and singapore which have a huge uh, muslim population and for whom the holy month of ramadan is is typically it would have traditionally been one of the biggest seasons for shopping in in the year and uh, now mm-hmm. all companies have to actually pivot uh, completely to figure out how they are able to cope with this particular uh, period that is coming up right Uh, right. we are also putting together a lot of training webinars and comprehensive reference material uh, like videos and documentation which will help users quickly learn and scale on their own time as per their own convenience and bandwidth 
because we no longer have that luxury where you know we can provide dedicated in-person trainings like we used to right so we've quickly right. adapted to providing a similar experience for them online uh, while still keeping our support channel open for providing them more personal support wherever they might need one of the things that we're also doing is we're actually also helping our customer leadership and other industry leaders with opportunities to connect and network with each other through you know organizing round tables and panels where they can share the challenges that they are facing and uh, how they plan to overcome them so we do have you know a series of very exclusive executive level round tables uh, that we've set up uh, where we've managed to get a lot of our uh, customer champions to participate simply because we know that at this time uh, you know there is they may find a lot of value in being able to talk to their peers uh, at leadership mm-hmm. positions uh, who may be able to guide them or just get or just talk through right sometimes ideas just come from discussions so all in all you know the customer success function for any organization at this point has actually gone beyond you know just the traditional uh, paradigms of customer success itself to providing service that is pretty much above and beyond what the entitlements are or what has been purchased uh, by the customer right right you know one thing you rightly said that we are going above and beyond our call of duty and we are trying to give the best possible experience to our customers right now but uh, you know i as a csm i i wonder no one knows that what the new normal is going to be after a few months because right now everyone is struggling everyone is just trying to find out what's going to happen and what is happening they're just trying to absorb that but with what we are doing right now do you, do you think we will be able to continue that when the new normal hit us i think you know honestly we'll find that a, a lot of things which we thought right were processes which could not have been subverted in quote unquote normal times uh, will change in the new normal right uh, because right. we're already adapting a lot uh, of of the traditional processes to become to kind of you know be more flexible about how we are addressing the customers needs uh, it's the same at the customer end as well right the entire way in which project management frameworks traditionally used to work have all gone for a toss right at this point in time right. because whatever used to work earlier we no longer have those luxuries right like having dedicated resources or having enough time or you know having a certain plan in mind about you know this is what i want to do 3 months from now you know customers are talking what am i going to do 3 days from now or 3 hours Correct. from now it's it's no longer right. about you know uh, a long term planning with the vision that that we as businesses used to have earlier so the new normal will be pretty exciting because i think uh, we will discover that a lot of things which we thought were essential are actually not uh, and we will actually Correct. end up end up being uh, a lot more, we'll end up making things a lot more simpler i feel i think we have identified or are in the process of identifying you know pretty much i would say gateways which were which we thought were essential but i think now we are viewing them just as blockers in progress so you know we might just get rid of them altogether and realize that uh, they are not needed at all yeah absolutely no, absolutely there's actually another meme which is going on right now uh, it's it's about economy that when we started buying things uh, that we actually need economy is going down so i think the same thing is <laughs> going to happen there in our domain as well where we will realize that what are the things which were not important and which didn't mean or which didn't uh, create value 
and we'll just focus on the things which actually mean more to our customers Absolutely. so i am actually sure at what rate we are getting a lot of new use cases we are seeing uh, our customers using our product uh, in a lot of creative ways so is that the same scenario with uh, clevertap are you seeing a lot of use cases emerging and um, your end users are also reimagining and reinventing the ways um, how they were using clevertap before and how they want to use it now absolutely you know covid has actually completely disrupted uh, the way that businesses have been communicating with their consumers all this while uh, right uh, so if i had to rephrase uh, jfk's quote uh, ask not what your consumer can do for you ask what you can do for your consumer right so it's it's actually no right. longer cool to sell features so businesses are getting really creative with ways to showcase their value instead so we have uh, you know customers like red doors who's a hotel business in southeast asia they are opening up their rooms to the covid frontline heroes right healthcare and sanitation workers where they can actually come and uh, and stay at their their uh, properties uh, free of charge because these people can't go back home uh, they have to be in uh, in quarantine then we have you know dunzo the leading grocery delivery app in india right uh, they put out right. a campaign which was inspired by van gogh's art to actually drive attention away from covid related negativity and uh, you know now more than ever we are seeing business leaders emerging and addressing their consumers personally by sending out communication about the brand's position in covid and uh, how it will affect the end consumer so you know you will, you must have seen a lot of these cxo letters that are coming uh, from most big brands and what we've observed is that the cxo letters uh, you know typically emails that have honest assessments which are laced with their own personal thoughts right they inspire a higher and more positive brand recall than somewhat more carefully worded or corporate led communication right a great example right. Uh, of this would be uh, you know tony fernandez's email last week to air asia customers uh, that he sent out where he is very candidly called out the impact to a business and uh, you know how things are going to work better for them and what their uh, you know contingency plans are and and long term vision and so on uh, which i think was a wonderful way to address their users empathy based messaging is getting uh, some of the highest engagement rates so so we have gojek and comfort delcro they are two of uh, singapore's largest transportation businesses and our customers they are encouraging their customers to actually show drivers their love by giving them good ratings on the app and posting positive comments on the brand's fb and insta pages so the way they are doing this is actually very smart they are through this through obviously you know with with good intentions through this empathy based a uh, messaging that they are sending out to the uh, consumers they are also redirecting the consumers attention to some of the uh, you know lesser known and lesser used features within the app itself so it's also encouraging the customers to actually go and uh, uh, explore the app a little better and uh, what we are seeing from a clever tap point of view is uh, just the emergence of a lot of new channels of communication which our customers hadn't uh, explored before right so how do they use deep links more inventively how do they use notifications where there are like thousand notifications already coming to every users inbox how do they make their stand out right how do you use in app notifications the pop ups that come up when you are using the app how do you customize it personalize it so there's a lot of creativity and thought that is going into mapping the right channel for the right customer as well other than this so one really cool campaign which which i would like to kind of highlight because uh, i think this was one which where the business incorporated 
uh, a social cause into their own business model. So uh, Fave is one of Southeast Asia's largest uh, lifestyle and mobile payment platforms. And it started a campaign called hashtag save my fave, okay, where they're actually asking their consumers to purchase prepaid cards from their favorite small business vendors. So we are talking, you know, mom and pop shops, uh, your neighborhood spas and salons, you know, hawker center food vendors. And these are cards that you can use at a later time, right? Post COVID or whenever. So they have a long validity uh, where you can use these cards. And uh, what fave is doing is they're passing the value of the card right away to the vendor to help them tide over this phase when they're actually not seeing any footfalls or revenue coming directly to them. So, so, you know, that's, that's a really cool way of pivoting the business. Again, this needed a lot of changes. We had to be a lot more agile as well in supporting them across various channels and then various ways of communicating. One actually pretty, you know, we are also seeing some, uh, you know, out of the box uh, use cases in terms of just how, how, how our customers are, are, uh, communicating with their end uh, consumers, right? But uh, uh, in general, brands are actually using, uh, you know, social media and uh, high engagement platforms. And these days, Zoom is, you know, the highest engagement platform that we have at this point in time. They're actually using them for branding efforts while being obviously a little sensitive enough with their messaging. So you may have seen Time Magazine. They actually released a Zoom uh, meeting background, uh, which had time and it had stay at home as the message. So you know, people can potentially use that as Zoom backgrounds. KFC Malaysia actually inspired Malaysians to get creative with their KFC meals while staying at home by asking them to share their own recipes and photos uh, of the dishes that they made using, uh, you know, the KFC bucket chicken using a hashtag on Instagram. So, you know, brands are trying their best to engage users on, on other platforms as well. Another interesting, you know, business uh, development that we are seeing is a lot of partnerships are actually starting to bloom, which we hadn't seen before and now seem so intuitive, right? So we have an, so, you know, Udemy in India is a huge edutech app. It has actually interestingly partnered with, with Shuttle, which is a ride hailing app to reach Shuttle's user base. So you actually see, uh, you know, Udemy ads whenever you see Shuttle uh, notifications on, you know, when the uh, car has arrived. Or, or when the you know, when you have notifications coming in from the shuttle app, Swiggy is expanding its network to cover a variety of services. They are no longer sticking to just food delivery. They are actually looking at grocery and couriers and point-to-point deliveries. So all of these changes, right? Uh, they are all accompanied by a, a change in just not just how they are communicating with their customers, but also how they are using their part their tech partners like CleverTap in being able to execute this in a cohesive manner, right? So, so there's, there's very quick decisions, overnight decisions. There's a lot of integrations that happen, you know, very, very quickly where we have to jump in and support and make sure that they're ready to go in a matter of hours or ready to go overnight uh, for a big campaign that they want to launch the next day because they cannot afford to wait and take, you know, their own sweet time in, in enabling those changes. So we've had to be very, very, you know, agile and kind of uh, a spur of the moment in that way. We are also seeing for, for, especially for businesses that depend a lot on physical footfalls, we see content marketing becoming extremely popular. So uh, for example, AirAsia, uh, it's publishing its popular in-flight magazine, uh, Travel360, online for any time access, right? And parallelly, they're also promoting other apps uh, that may prove useful, like an app uh, that lets users pay for fuel online, right? Uh, 
book my show because uh, the physical events that people used to be able to book are no longer uh, available. Uh, so book my show is actually compiling very, very relevant and actually I would say tongue in cheek and really funny stay at home entertainment options. You know, like recently I got an email which said, you know, 11 entertaining movies that you can play in the background while you work. So, you know, they say adversity builds character. We are certainly seeing a lot of character in how brands are engaging with uh, their customers, with their consumers. That was so fascinating. It's so interesting uh, to hear all these examples and uh, so many use cases that you mentioned. I also saw these uh, emails and uh, push notification and app, but never, uh, never thought that so much reimagination must have been through in this. And, uh, you know, you rightly pointed that now people are spending more time on their mobile, on their computer right now. So every company is trying to just, you know, uh, be different, be more creative, and they're trying to use their existing tech partners in a different way, in a more creative way that no one actually imagined. So now let's move on to the most important point that I wanted to discuss with you. Uh, now, more than ever, uh, we are focusing on retention. We are focusing how we can uh, keep our customers who are already with us uh, so that we don't lose any value because it's very difficult to gain new customer right now. No one wants to, you know, put more investment or new investment in their books. So how you guys are managing churn? Are you, again, reinventing the wheel? Are you uh, thinking of uh, giving discounts? Because here in my team, we have came across a lot of new things that we can do to retain our customers at our highest, utmost priority right now, more than engagement, more than anything else. So what you guys are doing, any, any new creative way which our uh, uh, listeners can use as well in their company? So, I mean, this is definitely a tough time for businesses everywhere. And unfortunately, uh, some of our customers have suffered as well, uh, right, in this downturn. In the last two months, uh, honestly, we have actually not had any case of churn where uh, the customer opted out because they wanted to go with an alternate platform, right? There are very few cases of uh, churn where we are, where that we have actually seen during this period, uh, primarily from customers who's, who are facing a very severe revenue impact at this point in time and have had to actually slash their operational costs, right? So for such customers, we are actually bringing in some retainer relief measures uh, that will allow them to continue using us in these uh, difficult times. You know, as CSMs, we, we, we celebrate and take pride in our customers' successes. And we equally share the pain and disappointment of their hard times, right? So apart from all the standard ways in which, you know, you, you, you do churn management uh, and retention management, we are actually reaching out to our customers personally. We're checking in on the state of their business. We are, we are actually reaching out and seeing how we can help them. And like I mentioned before, we are not really restricting our services based on retainer values or entitlements. We are extending our help wherever needed. So regardless of whether it is a customer who has purchased services or not, or whether they are small or medium or large, depending on how much they pay us, we are actually being extremely consistent, empathetic, and proactive in, in providing them with, with any support that they need. So whether it is being it is you know having to deploy some additional resources from our end in ensuring that uh, they are able to turn around a, a, a change in the integration quickly or whether you know, we, we actually spend time retraining their team in person again, 
because you know for whatever reasons you know it may be language barriers or it may just be the fact that they don't have time uh, they have not been able to leverage our online resources right we are also actually spending a lot of time as customer success managers sitting with our customers uh, understanding exactly what campaigns that they want to run what kind of you know communications they want to set up we are actually hand holding them uh, a lot more now even more than before because we know that right now they it's it's i think just stupid to kind of stick and be rigid and say hey you know what you didn't pay for it it's really not the time there's this is the time for empathy this is the time to go all out uh, and really and this is not really just even about retention it's just the fact that they are our customers and at the end of the day we have a very clear responsibility to ensure that they succeed with us so that's really you know the 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 change that from from my team's end in in terms of customer success we've just become a lot more empathetic without and we are going like i said my entire team in fact kudos to all of them they are burning the candle at both ends pretty much you know we are not looking at whether it's a weekend or a weekday wherever a customer asks us for help and because it's the same with our customers right they are also actually scrambling and and you know pulling all stops out to 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 reach out and pivot and and really do everything necessary to make their businesses successful so we are supporting them the best that we can and uh, you know i would like to take this opportunity to actually shout out give a big shout out to my team they've been extremely extremely good about supporting their customers and that's i think really the best that uh, we as customer success managers can do right we may not necessarily right. be the people who take decisions on who pays what or whether or not they receive a discount you know but but what we definitely can do is make sure that those who are with us stay with us for as long as they can right right very well said minakshi uh, i mean you have shared some great insights with our audience today it was really really great talking to you uh, thank you so much for taking out some time we have talked a lot about customer success let's i want to on to the fun part i have some rapid fire questions for you in the mood so are you are you ready for the rapid fire questions Oh, as ready as I would ever be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's gonna be easy ones. Don't worry. All right. So my first question is, what's your favorite book? My favorite book. Yep. Okay. You know the the popular answer. You know would be you know Stephen Hawking and and you know brief answers uh, to big questions. But but I'm going to be a little honest and say Harry Potter instead. <laughs> I'll say this to do that. what is one thing that excites you the most in in this in these unprecedented time right now actually i've started writing again which i think excites me a lot so you know way back before i became too busy to do it i used to have a blog a completely fiction based blog so i have kind of picked that up again it's it's and because you know there's a lot of stress that happens during the day i've completely pivoted from being very deep and all and that i'm started writing chick flicks i'm not particularly proud of it <laughs> but, but you know that whatever gets me excited at this point <laughs> works for me and uh, you know whenever i'm done writing it i'll share it with you guys link in here so yeah do do share it with me so that our readers can our audience can also uh, go through All right. My last question would be: What advice will you give to twenty-five year yourself? I would actually, you know, back when I was actually twenty-five, I took a big decision 
to leave a very comfortable job that I was in, which was my first job that I got out right out of uh, college, which was with a company called Market Rx. I actually uh, left that to take a plunge into a completely different direction. So I actually went and worked with the Commonwealth Games, which were happening in Delhi at that point in time. I was completely out of my depth. I had never, ever experienced anything uh, like that before. You know, just mm-hmm. working in a government organization actually opened my eyes to so many things <laughs> in life uh, in general. And what I did was, unfortunately, I kind of quit the, the, the Delhi Commonwealth Games organization, organizing committee a little ahead of, a uh, little before the actual games happened in October 2010 which I kind of regret at this point in time. I simply could not hold out. It was just too much bureaucracy, too much red tape for me to handle, which I think now I would go back to my 25-year-old self and say, hey, you know what, stick it out till the games because that was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity which I should not have missed. And just to have seen the games happen right up until October would have probably provided me with experiences which I would never have been able to get otherwise. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, I think, you know what, honestly, I wouldn't ask my 25-year-old to change anything else. Uh, I've lived a pretty mm-hmm. kick-ass life. Thank you so much for talking to us, Maxi. I It was really, really fun. I have never enjoyed uh, myself more on any podcast recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I hope you. we talk more sometime soon. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast, Kritika. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you.